Hello and welcome back to A Need to Read with myself, Ed Cunningham, Amelia Thompson, PhD, and Emma Story Gordon. Hopefully you've listened to part one of this episode, um, but if not, I would go and do that now. But welcome to part two of the conversation, where we speak more along the lines of how to make changes in life without having to judge yourself or be judged, how men can be an ally to women today, because that is very important, just so everyone knows. Dating a feminist, um, should you date up or across or down in terms of intelligence and all of the other factors that run into choosing a partner, we speak about everything along those lines, starting with quite a difficult question. But before we get into that, just a quick word from the sponsor of the podcast. Now, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people all over the world. Therapy has been a key part of my personal development journey and it is something that pays dividends every single day. I've been going to therapy for the last two years and I've never regretted going, which is weird, even though I thought I would because it obviously costs money and time. But if you yourself are thinking of getting a therapist and getting yourself to therapy, starting your journey, then no better place to go than BetterHelp. Within a 10-minute questionnaire, you'll be matched with a therapist after about 48 hours of completing that. And once you're matched with a therapist, starting your sessions weekly, you will get 10% off as a Need to Read listener. So if you head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read, you get 10% off your first month of online therapy and you could be chatting to someone within the next 40 hours. But with that out of the way, I'll hand over to myself, Amelia and Emma. Do you think being a feminist has, uh, and this might be uh, like a pretty strong question, but like, do you think it's hindered your dating life at all? Yes. You think, yeah. 100%. In what way? I think men are intimidated by you. I think that they are. Yeah. <laughs> think that they are yeah no, not in the way <laughs> no, that like yeah. no not in the way like it that it's that they should be i don't mean it in a way like yeah, because i'm this person i just mean i think that yeah i think that they are i think because i talk about sex all the time so that's intimidating to a man that doesn't mm. that might think i don't know what i'm doing sex masturbating in the patriarchy it's a triple threat and they don't want to go near it well exactly <laughs> see exactly that it takes i think it just i just think it takes a certain type of yeah man I think it's unfortunate, but I just don't know if you're going to get this masculine, ravishing man to to agree with your views. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't, Amelia. But people, that's, and that's the thing. I think people think that... that and I'm saying I'm, that's fault on the man's part, not, like, on your part at all. I just mean, like, yeah. I just think men should, like, step it up in a way that, like, it, you don't have to be feminine to be a feminist. But... That was good. Is that good? That's you don't good. have to be feminine to be a feminist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my brother's a feminist and they're, I don't think they're feminist. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't look at them that way. Um, I think, though, but people, like, I don't want someone to agree with me all the time. No. I, I'm too, like, I'm like you. I don't like arguments. So if someone doesn't agree with me, I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, unless you're, unless you're a raging misogynistic prick, in which case I'm not, like, we're not going to find a balanced yeah. ground. But if you're pretty chill, but you're like, I, I don't really agree that that's sexist or I don't really agree with that. I'm like, I can be like, okay, that's fine. We disagree all the time, but we have the best relationship. This is true. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely hinders. I think, yeah, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Just what about you? What was the question? Being a, Being a feminist, like, does it have has that hindered like your dates with guys and uh, and I guess with women as well? Could yeah. yeah. 
I don't know if it was if it's being a feminist or just other traits that I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just blame the feminism. Yeah, it might like, be the feminism. Yeah, total denial. Um, I think it was just that. Actually, yeah, <laughs> might be the commitment issues. I'm might be, not, might be could, the Paris filler. <laughs> not being there in real life. It could be anything, really. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I think with I, I can see it like from an outside perspective, <laughs> looking at Amelia. Like I do think that. Being like even just like a strong independent woman, like I think some men do find that intimidating, mm. and it does take like a certain kind of man to be able to be with a woman like that. I think, mm. yeah, someone who's very sure of themselves and doesn't need like to date down. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, I feel like actually, if I look at like my dad, actually, do you know what? I'd say my dad's actually a superior man. According to the book like, or according, according to reality? According to, like, reality. Oh, good. I think because, like, my mum's had a, like, a more lucrative career and he's probably made sacrifices in his career so that she didn't have to and she could, like, pursue her sort of higher purpose as if, like... So he's, he's almost, like, switching the roles but also, like, being the guy who can, like, fit a kitchen and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> he sounds great. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and he, like... I'm trying to think of what the, like faults are it's like he's not very good at speaking about his history his past like but i also think he's one of those people who's like oh that doesn't fucking matter it's also quite a generational thing that yeah. especially in men a- and women i think generationally yeah. but especially men like i don't yeah. even think that's a fault for that generation i kind of think that's just the way that they were brought up yeah and it's a shame but then that explains the way you are right yeah, monkey see, monkey do, I guess. Yeah. God, I can't I love fit a, a man kitchen, that can fit a kitchen. No, I can't do oh. that. I'm pathetic with stuff like that. See, I, this Like, I've got something in here that's like, I need to, like, put a fuse in it. I'm like, well, I don't know how to do oh, that. Oh, I can change a fuse. Oh, perfect. Well, I don't <laughs> oh. <know>. Ideal. <laughs> um, right. I just don't want to have to do it. Okay? No, no, I know what you mean. Right. So is it possible to have a superior man? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, th- I don't like the word superior. So I was sent this book by someone and I like immediately bit his head off. So I was like, th- even the title. Who was it? <laughs> Emil, who's okay, my business partner. The, the other, the male Emil. The male Emil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it, actually. Um, How have you never thought of that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like almost strange. identical. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he sent me that book and he said like that he thought it was mostly like the polarity thing was quite interesting and like yeah, yeah. roles and relationships and yeah. stuff. And I mean, like it, it rings true for like our business relationship as well and possibly why we've butted heads a fair amount. Okay, um, yeah. But it is like there are interesting points in it. But I just think even the name of the book, like I was like, what a, what a ridiculous name, like superior yeah. to what? Like, and he was to like, you, no, it's, it's like all women. about, well, yeah, that's, that's how I read it. Yeah. So I was like, what, what superior to women? Like, is that what this title is saying? And he viewed it more as like becoming your best self. Like as in superior than I am now. Like I want to be the best version of myself. And if you read that book in the way that he would have read it, or someone, or you would have read mm. it potentially, you can see where all that stuff comes from. You can be like, yeah, they are talking about living your purpose, living your best self, living in line with your values, prioritizing love, yeah. respecting your woman. That's how you could take that. If you really want to take that from that, you could definitely take it. Yeah. You could also take it in a very opposite way. I think I read it as if I was like, reading behind enemy lines almost. <laughs> just like I'm kind of looking for things to like disagree with and also like things to agree with but I was probably more on the side of like I want to disagree with this book because I've had that book for 
maybe 18 months and not and not read it. Okay. Um, and I think because the first chapter I opened up on when I first had it was um, the one where he's like, oh, so you're in the car with your babysitter. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, really this, is, this is really odd. And I don't like that book, I don't think could get published nowadays. I don't think it would either. Um, and also, like, I'd be interested if he wrote that 20 years ago, right? Can you think of anything that you thought of 20 years ago that you now still agree with, really? Well, I hope not. We were what? Well. Especially like writing a whole book. Like I'm writing a book at the moment and I hate everything I've written. I mean, I it's only checked. been like three months <laughs> since I've started writing it. Oh God. <laughs> See, that's my like issue with like a lot of people, I guess like writing books is so like available now. Yeah. That's the right yeah. way to put it. And people are like, oh, Especially you know, like you, yeah, like you could write a book. And I'm like, I'm not ready. Like I don't have the message ready yet. And I wouldn't yeah. want. And I speak to Chloe about this a lot, who's my other other business partner. Yeah. And she's written books. And like she's like, I would never write the books that I've written. I mean, like some of them she still agrees with. But I think her first one was called like The Two Week Body Blitz or something. And she's like, that obviously goes against like everything that I yeah. now promote or like that I'm now about as a coach. And like you grow it. And part of that's like pushback from publishers. Like this is what's going to sell. We're yeah. going to change the name to Body Blitz. And you're like, what? I wrote a really great book about like stuff that I actually care about. And like, no, no, we're changing it into a two-week diet. And you're like, what? <laughs> so yeah. I think there's like that element of it. But knowing, like having grown enough yourself, which is again why I was so surprised by that Florence Given book. That was like, mm. how can you write this at 21? Well, just apparently just take someone else's words. But yeah, I think you need to grow enough as a person first to then be like, this is my message, this is what I'm clear about, and this is what I know, and like, I wouldn't want to write a book until I was at that point. Yeah. Mm. Look forward to reading yours, though. Yeah. What's it about? <laughs> I'm writing, actually, as a woman. I actually? <laughs> yeah, legit. I'm writing a fiction book um, from the perspective of, like, a 20... Edwina? Uh, I wish it was Edwina. <laughs> that would be way cooler. Um, but her name's Lucy because I've got a load of friends called Lucy. Like three oh. of my like good mates called Lucy, and I thought, like, oh, that's easy name to, easy name to um, use. But yeah, it's like a fiction book about a twenty. I mean, I'll tell you more about it after. Oh, that's oh, very cool. wow. I didn't think it'd be a fiction book, but I like that. that yeah, I sense. thought I'd. Uh, I haven't read enough yet. Like, I think the the standpoint you were at of like I am not at a point where I've got a message to say like i know what's going in my non-fiction but there's just not enough mm. yet like i know the title i know what's going to go into it i know the premise of it but i just haven't got enough information to be like here you go world this is a good mix of information here that will be helpful yeah. like i need to know more and to be able to implement more and all of that stuff like i don't feel maybe a bit of imposter syndrome but yeah like, so i think there's a but there's also like, like a, a healthy level of like I'm just not qualified yet. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not imposter syndrome. Like, like I think, I think Mike did something not long ago where he was like, like not all of you can have imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. And I like I really like that because not everyone can have it. Like some of us are just like a bit shit at what we're doing. Yeah. I'm like I need to get better. <laughs> yeah. Until absolutely. I can do something properly. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's a fine line between that and then like it's not perfect, so I won't do it. Yeah. And and sometimes like if you're going to be a writer. Like your first book's probably not going to be your best book. Like oh, part know. of it's it like is like ten will be alright. Yeah, like <laughs> you have to keep doing it. Like your first podcast wasn't probably wasn't amazing. Like you have to keep doing it to get better at it. And if you're always like, oh, I'll do a podcast when I have more to say, or I'll write yeah, a book yeah. when I have more to say, then you never get any written. So that I think mm. there is like you kind of have to call yourself out on like, is that am I not doing this because I'm genuinely not ready? 
Yeah. And is this the only book that I'm ever going to write in my whole life and it has to be, like, the best thing I can ever do and it's my life's work? Yeah. Or is it a stepping stone to writing my best piece? Yeah, the advice you give is the advice you need. Oh, Lucy well, Torch said that to me recently. Yeah, like, she's, right, she's, she's spun that around with me before as well. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. <laughs> um, right, on the subject of feminism, let's uh, summary of The Way of Superior Man. What do you reckon of it? I wouldn't recommend it. No, I wouldn't recommend it. I think but there are a lot better ways to like learn how to be a good human. Yeah. I found it quite inspiring in that, <laughs> like, I mean, you can write a book that's literally half about ejaculation. Like, if you can do that, like, what isn't possible? That is so Like, true. your book is going to be better than that. And yeah. that's done so well. Like, you just think, do you know what? And yeah. from now on... Whenever you're in the bedroom, you're going to gentle sneeze. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. That is so grim. I really hope that doesn't stay in my head. The next day you have sex, all I want you to be thinking about is gentle sneezing. And likewise, please. <laughs> um, oh. Right. Superior man in the bin. Let's talk about feminism mm. a little bit more. Um, how can I, as a man... Be a better ally. And other men listening. You're already a really good ally. I listened to your podcast the other day with Jamie. Oh, thanks. It was good. Um, <clears throat> I think I think having conversations. Yeah. And being open to being wrong. And being open to not just take not just taking it. Like if you disagree with something. Yeah. The, have an active conversation. So not just saying, what I hate is the narrative that you should just listen to women and what women say is right. Because we're yeah. women, so we understand feminism. And I don't really subscribe to that. I don't no. like the idea that if well, I said something... That's a bit something, totalitarian. And like yeah, it's a bit, can- bit cancelling. It's a bit... I don't like that. But I think you just have to be open to having the conversations. And yeah. that's literally it. And then not making a big deal out of it. So you know like people who say, this is not about feminism, but you know how mm. people say, oh, now I just don't even know what pronoun to use. Like, it's not that big a deal. Do you know yeah. what? You go from he to they. And then that's the end of the conversation. Mm. I can't bear people who make like, oh, I just don't know how to act around women anymore. Just don't touch their arse when they walk past you. Like, it's not yeah, yeah, that yeah. big a deal. I think people have this resistance to being like feminist as a man because they think that it's like all this work. And it's like, you know, it's really not a lot of work. You just have to not be a pig and mm. accept that maybe you've been a little bit sexist in the past and you're not going to do it anymore. And, yeah. and then that's the line. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think as a man, like calling it out when you see it, and like lad culture and stuff, like yeah, as well. much as like your mates might be like, oh, it's really funny, just being like, like which is really hard to do. It's so much easier said than done, especially if you're in like a group of people or something, and like something's meant to be funny, and it's like, oh, that's just funny. Like, shut yeah. up, you're such a loser. Blah blah blah. But like having the balls to kind of call that stuff out, yeah, or the. Yeah, gender neutral. Oh, the, you know, you're labia. totally right on that, though. <laughs> like, you, that's I think that's even, that's way more important than what I said, um, because I wrote an e- a email to my subscribers last week about. Yeah, everyone sign up to my email list, by the way. It's a link in the description. Just sign up to mine. It's a link in my page to it also. But I wrote an email about um, a relationship I was in a few years ago that was like a, an abusive relationship, yeah, that's and shit. it was sexually abusive. It was emotionally abusive, and it was 
on the edge of physically abusive. Sorry to that. That's that's fine. It's all good now. But like, and I never spoke out about it at the time. I wrote Mm. it two years or whenever it was, but I never shared it until now. Only to find out when I shared it that the person who was in a relationship after me then went through the exact same thing, but was physically abused by the same person. And at the time, I didn't speak out about it. And at the time, I was seeing someone else, a new man, who also didn't speak out about it, who also remains friends with this person, who was witness to the um, sexist, manipulative stuff. And and what my issue is at the moment is, just like Emma said, like we need men to be willing to say, do you know what, I'm going to unfollow that person because I know that that's true enough. Yeah. Not... I need to see this man sexually abuse my yeah. sister before I say, oh, I might just unfollow them and stop liking their posts. Yeah. You need to say, this guy is clearly sexist, clearly misogynistic, and clearly doing harm by fostering an environment that says, this is okay. Yeah. I need to physically detach myself or dissociate from that person. And I, I mean, we're obviously in the fitness industry, right? And at the moment, there's a there's a lot seems to be appearing about men in power who have potentially got sexually sexual harassment backgrounds or abusive ways Mm. and women the women are really coming together but the there aren't enough men saying it and i remember you did a post when it was international women's day when we had the horrific sarah everard news and i remember you did a story and you were the only man that i'd seen talk about it Mm. and you said i'm not trying to virtue cycle i'm just trying to i can't remember exactly what you said but I remember yeah, sharing I remember it doing. thinking like, you're the only man. And I understand the fear of looking like you're virtue signaling, but it's not virtually virtue signaling to say, do you know what? I know that man is sexually abusive. I'm just going to unfollow them quietly and carry yeah. on about my day. There's, I just think it's not, again, it's not a big deal just to dissociate, but people, yeah. men, a lot of men still want that. They still want the connection. They still want to be liked and they still want acceptance. So they don't want to be dramatic or over emotional. But I feel like it doesn't matter how like how much I meditate, how like woke I get or anything. I'm like, if someone beats up like their girlfriend, like I'll actually, I'd say now, like I'll fight them. <laughs> I don't mind doing that, and I and I'd love to do that, which I know is like toxic masculinity of like being the savior. I'm like, but I think there's just something like primitive and instinctive. Like if someone beat up my sister, like if you're listening, my sister's boyfriend, which you won't be, I'd beat the fuck out of you <laughs> if you touch my sister. But like I've had like family members who have like been like physically abused by their partners and I remember being like 12 thinking how can I do something now like all my life I've wanted to save people from terrorist attacks like I have this weird like thing in my head of like I kind of want to be a savior which I know now like is a bit weird or not desirable but it like um you were born in the wrong country. If you were born in Scotland, you could set yourself on fire and run into the airport. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do that. Because like, <laughs> like, <laughs> my brain's pretty annoying sometimes. Maybe that will work. Um, but yeah, like as as a as a bloke, I think standing up is is important, obviously. But it's that fear of being called out, of being that saviour. Because I'm like, like I'll openly admit, like I kind of I wouldn't mind that. I'd quite like that feeling after it of like the victory over a fucking pellend. Like it would be quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's but it's uncomfortable. It's but do you think it's comfortable for me to put a post up 
and and say I I stand with women when everyone knows what's going on and what I'm talking no. about. And thousands of people who know me are like, oh, do you think it's comfortable for me and Emma to say we're going to dissociate from these people because we think that this is going on or we hear this? Yeah. Like, we don't like, I don't like to be, uh, there's a re- reason that I'm like, I'm the raging feminist because I feel like I'm comfortable enough to do it. But mm. I don't like doing it. I know that whenever I post feminist stuff, I'll get trolled. I know that whenever I, I, I know that it puts men off wanting to date me because I'm, yeah. I'm so outspoken about it. I don't want to be that person particularly i don't mean like a martyr myself by any means yeah. but weird we don't find it easy no we don't expect it for a man to be easy either but the thing is like what you're asking isn't even standing up and saying anything it's literally just like unfollowing yeah like yeah. you don't need to say anything but you can't yeah. like this is true for anyone on social media like your followers give you power like if, you, if no one's following you anymore, if no one's listening to you anymore, if no one's putting you on a pedestal anymore, you don't have yeah. that power anymore. If a tree falls and in this, the woods, no one hears it. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. This is the whole point. And, like, this person might get charged or could get charged an amount of money and, like, has been previously. And it's, like, the money's freaking irrelevant because it's so small in comparison yeah, to, like... you can't just charge someone money yeah. for, like, oh, so you've punched someone in the face. A hundred pound fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can take their power Yeah, mm. by not following them anymore yeah. by not giving them that by not putting them on it like yeah giving them the voice that they had yeah because yeah. you continue to give them power when you don't dissociate from these things and i think you ch- you put your own comfort before being courageous and i think yeah we like again fem- like as a feminist i listened to something recently and it was like about feminists who hate men and they were saying feminists don't hate men if anything feminists love men more like i say this all the time like I love men like I really love men but I but I annoyingly to my detriment love men but it's part of being a feminist is I expect a lot from men because because I know how good men can be yeah that's part of being a feminist is like I know how good not all men can be and at the same time I know how crappy they can be so I expect more and I expect men to be courageous enough to say I'm gonna put. I'm gonna be a bit uncomfortable here, but this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think that, again, like I was saying, it's not. You just don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just anything that you can do. This like this little tiny pr- pressing this button is going to support women and show that I don't support this behaviour. Uh, so, what have you said openly online about who this person is? As like a no, thing, no, we no. would no mainly just because we can't be bothered with lawsuits, etc., yeah. etc. But. What, like, is there that in England? If you said something about someone personally, I think they it would might like be slander. I'm already getting backlash from it. Really? Yeah, yeah without even saying anything. But, uh, but I think like a huge respect. Like, if you're just mob. asking men to just like unfollow someone, but like some women have come out and spoken about this person, and like the respect that I have for them to like share that, and I think yeah. sometimes it's like you can see from an individual point of view. Like if I put myself in that position it's like okay well that's happened and I don't want it to affect the rest of my life so I'm just gonna like yeah. push it under the carpet like I'm gonna move on from that and moving on with my life but you don't realize like the impact that has on other people like you were talking about the the next woman that you're ex yeah. mm-hmm. like if you're out like if you speak about these things it does have a knock-on effect and it yeah. is important to do and as much as like and I've had a really close friend who has gone through absolute hell with someone and like did end up going through court proceedings and things yeah and like on on a friend level i was kind of like don't go back there like you went through so much at the time mm. and you're only just kind of like back on your feet and it brings back everything again yeah and yet like she did do that and, and i mean like the most courageous thing you can do but 
well, as like, in she then spoke from... up again after going through. Yeah, all basically, the... like three years later, after going through therapy and go and like yeah. dropping out of her degree and then getting herself back on track and finally gradu- graduating and like yeah. all, like went through hell, but then did go back and testify in court, and you know the person yeah. did get whatever they got. Probably nothing. Yeah, in basically, to, like, didn't the get very much and then got let out early, yeah. but. Um, two things here. So the other day, I was walking down the street and this big scary man um like leaned in this woman's face and just went sexy <laughs> what in a scottish accent no normal oh. like english like probably didn't finish oh. school kind of accent um and it was it was in streatham like where my girlfriend lives and i was walking down the street and i, and I looked at him and i gave him like a dirty look and then i completely bottled it mm. i completely like just wimped out and I've and I didn't like honestly two days in my head I was just going round and round and round like what the hell should I have done then, and I've spoken to quite a few people, and they should have said you should have completely ignored him because you cannot like change that person's behaviour by having an argument with them or probably a fight would yeah. happen because if they're willing to do that like they're not going to worry about punching me walking down the street in my pink fleece like, <laughs> there's going to be no trouble with that. Um, but like checking on the girl to like That's see if she's said. okay, yeah. and and now I know. But at the time, I felt so bad for like not <laughs> standing up. Like I felt like that was when it mattered. Like an Instagram video wasn't when it mattered. It was it was that moment in time where I should have gone over. I'm like, mate, you are scum. Just don't do <laughs> stuff like that in the future. Yeah, but, but it's th- almost easier as a woman, isn't it? Because like he's probably not going to turn around and hit me. No, but being that- like. But but I think the thought of that with my little sister who lives along the road from here actually, a man doing that to my little sister who's small and and not a this guy was honestly like, like six I, foot four. That makes four. me feel sick. Yeah, I feel, I still feel sick. But like I wish I'd done something. Like I've been doing jujitsu for like two years. Like surely I could have done something against this man mountain evil. I know, but you're not <laughs> a violent person and no. you get caught off guard. But I think that's the thing. Like it's the same as me in this this relationship, right? Mm. I now have to go, I chose not to say anything and, and this is the outcome of that. And it's the same thing it's for you. you have to f- and you have to go, yourself. yeah, you forgive yourself. And now I know, right, this is what the situation is. And I've made steps already to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And yeah. all you can do is say, right, well, that's what happened. If that happens again, next time I'm going to do this. That's all yeah. you can really do. Cause we all and sometimes like you're, you just, like, I remember being on the tube and this guy was like clearly rubbing up against this girl, which was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> And like other people could see that as well, and nobody did anything. And I, I must, I think I was like twenty-one, yeah. Right? And I wasn't about to stand up and be like, "You need to back off." Yeah. Like that's absolutely disgusting. But like now, I probably would. But yeah. then she just got off at like, got off at the next stop. I'm like, that's fucking horrible. Like mm. everyone can see what's going on. I'm like, why? But then it is like that diffusion of responsibility, and I think that happens a lot in like more crowded places. I yeah. noticed this like the difference between Scotland and London. Like, in London, someone falls over when they go into the tube. Like, no people just walk past them. Whereas in Scotland, that happens. And, like, 50 people come around and, like... Hey, you're right, pal, you want some my room? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. but part of that, like, I don't think it's inherently that Scottish people are nicer than English people. <laughs> I think it's though. that. I mean, <laughs> Definitely. <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's more that, like, there's so many people and you're like, someone else will do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. someone else will call that guy yes, out. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, d- I don't think that, yeah, I just but don't you think... you are the can... adult. It's like that meme, isn't it? Well, you yeah. around for an adult and then you're like, shit, that's yeah. me. I think that is, like, that is the case. Like, it's not good. I just don't think any of our excuses anymore are good enough. 
not knowing, not a good enough excuse. Not sa- like not saying something, not a good enough excuse. You learn from it, fine. Like you have, mm. but you, you can't just keep being like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, or I didn't realize, or it wasn't for me to say. Like, it, yeah, I think that's the thing. Is. Most people are like, well, it's not my argument to get into. Like, I saw someone getting harassed. That's but, like, the worst. That's that's. I didn't want to get involved in that. This is what I don't. This is one of the narratives I don't like that with some with some men and some women actually the idea that it's like it's dramatic like again it's dramatic or over the top or social justice warrior at the moment there's like this backlash Mm. against people saying that everyone calls everyone a narcissist everyone calls people gaslight like a gaslighter everyone's just a social justice warrior and what that does is it creates shame for people that use it like legitimately so if i would say that person gaslit me in that relationship i know that he did and i wouldn't use it off the cuff but to certain people who have created the shame around those words it's like that she's clearly just dramatic she's just like she's just attention seeking or whatever she's seen it on instagram and i think we we're starting to see like the shame created around these types of social terms and it's not just in feminism it's in in all areas that makes the user of it it makes the user of it look a certain way as if they are like too serious or too dramatic and then it just belittles the message yeah okay and i think that you cried wolf kind of thing yeah yeah and i don't like that and i and i've seen that a lot with some of my male people that i know who are who are men um (laughs) with penises some of my males (laughs) yeah um that they do that everyone's a gaslighter these days i'm like you can't yeah or like you can't say anything these days yeah exactly yeah. So, or just be a little bit more like uh, it just screams to me like i've seen people put up posts like essentially saying that like you can't say anything these days without offending people and then like pushing it to yeah actually i want to offend people because i want the people that don't like agree with me to <laughs> not work with me anyway and you're like or you, you could about? just be a little bit more intelligent not James Smith, if that's what you're <laughs> genuinely not. But uh, I can no, see no. that I know that he's he's, he's a, po- like that, he's a polarizer, but he's not like to that extent. Yeah, and where he he's polarizes like, about things like that, that are I, trivial. Which are, yeah. yeah, yeah, like oh, I use those. flippantly as well, yeah, not exactly. maliciously. But there are people that I'm like, no, you're offending people because you're not intelligent enough to talk about these things. Do you not- think they might be wannabe James Smithers? Is uh, the uh, person yeah. I'm thinking about, I don't know mm, about. borderline, because I feel like there are a lot of wannabe James Smithers. They are, out and there. they. Uh, we had I had a discussion with them actually. Like I can't. That's my issue because they take what he says, which is pretty fair generally. Like mm. it's because he is intelligent. He does read about it. He doesn't. Exactly he right. doesn't ever come unarmed. Exactly, but someone someone will read it or watch it, whatever it is, mm. and then put it into try and put it into their own words. But stupidify it. Yeah. <laughs> I realise the irony of using that word. And and say it and that's the problem. Yeah. That's the issue. It's not the original messaging, it's the the blasphemizing of it and just just making it dumb. Mm. That's there are a lot of those people. Yeah. A lot of those people. Yeah. I think could, some people like to simplify something takes quite a lot of intelligence, but some people have no other option. <laughs> Do you know what I like mean? That. Yeah. Like, that's their default, is, like, it has to be really simple. It's not that they're like, okay, well, I understand this enough so I can explain it to a five-year-old. It's like, I am a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which you can't do if you're talking about serious issues. No, yeah. And then, yeah, you can't. I think it's, like, people can give it a good go, but, like, if you're trying to, like, t- dictate something, you've, you've got to kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree. 
that those people need imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Any questions you'd have for me as a, as a man? <laughs> what a treat. Okay. All right, you then. Okay. Do, uh, right, you already said you're a feminist. Yeah. Okay. Are you a superior man? That. Oh, just yes or no, are you a superior no. man? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shame. We think you're a superior man. Thank you. Rare. Yeah, rare. And yeah, but like, I am my own worst critic. So like, I can recognise that I do a lot more for women than other people than most men do. And I'm not... I would fear saying that so people would think, oh my God, he's so arrogant. Who the fuck do you think he is? When really it's just like, that. actually, I I do do more than the person who shouts sexy at someone's face in the street. Like, I would <laughs> yeah. never do that. Yeah. And if like, that's the baseline. <laughs> yeah. That you're is pretty, the baseline. You're superior than that, man. I, like, I, I witnessed something like that and I'm like, oh my God, my echo chamber is actually, like, shining. Mm. There is real scum out there. <laughs> yeah, you forget, don't you? Um... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fair. I keep plenty of it's them in job. my circles. <laughs> I date half of them. Um, kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Right, anything, anything else? Feminist, superior man? What, questions for you as a man? Mm. As a feminist. Would you man. date up? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother you. I have the answer a, there is, I already am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I would say me and Lauren are pretty equal. Like, in terms of our drive, our current success, maybe her trajectory is looking slightly more promising than mine. But yeah, I would say so. And like... Sex life. Yeah. Polarity. Polarity. Um... <laughs> I just like what I'm trying to think of is where me and her are better than each other, which is probably not really what you want to be thinking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's nice. Neutral. Neutral. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think so. I would never have a problem with that. My ex before Lauren was like way more intelligent than I was, so I've I've I'm not averse to that. Like I want to be a stay at home dad who does podcasts. Like I have to day up. Yeah, he needs to be a kept man. Yeah, exactly. I am just doing my also, bit. Also, if you don't think thing. you're punching on like some level, why are you even with the person you're yeah, with? Yeah, exactly. Like, I you, agree. There's the whole like reacher and the settler thing. Like, you don't want to think that you're the settler. Yeah. You want to think that you're the reacher. Although there's that old, old, it's not an old wives' tale, but like the old narrative of like never, uh, always marry some, like you can date people that you love more, but marry someone who loves you more than you love them. That's never going to work. If, if both people do that, how are you ever going to... Do you know that's a women's thing and now I think about it, like it's an old-fashioned thing, now I think about it, it's because women, it kind of falls into narrative of like women won't leave men. So if you if you marry someone, a man, who loves you more than you love them, then your marriage will last forever because you wouldn't leave. Mm. Well, and also it fits yeah. into like his narrative of like a woman will be happy if she's loved. Yeah. A man will be happy if he's following his purpose. All we need is love. Da, 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 da. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything else? Most attractive feature in a woman? Um, probably, probably being a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> probably their brain. Um, that's subjective. Depends person to person, doesn't it? Really? Does it? I think it does. I think it does. What's your most attractive feature in a woman? I don't know. 
I don't know, actually. I think I quite like quite a feminine woman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do like my best like interviewer of just like stay silent. And wait, <laughs> wait for the conversation to come out. I don't know what mine is. What, in a man? In a man, obviously. Unfortunately. A ravisher. Yeah, power probably. Power. Yeah. That does suck. Power I do feel and for you. kindness combined. Can I do it? Do you need to that? give power? Me. No, like that's oh, what she's yeah. asking for. See what I mean, yeah, but someone only like you can't just have like a powerful man. Like you have to. Give no, them I like out. genuinely. I like a man with purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by. Yeah, power. but I think that's like, attractive in anyone. Like yeah. someone without any purpose. Pa- yeah, some well, sort of like Well, not only that, but like they're going to struggle themselves a hell of a lot. Yeah. Oh, I but feel I like d- I think there are people that do just like. Uh, we kind of surround ourselves maybe by virtue of like what we do and like who we end up being around. But most people do have that like passion for something. Mm-hmm. But there are people that don't. I know. Do you know what? I dated a guy at some point who, <laughs> who on the surface I thought he's quite, has a lot of masculine energy. And then when we started dating, he said, you know, like I, I talk about family and stuff <laughs> relatively early on in a dating relationship as I'm in my 30s and I'm like well if you don't want the same stuff as me then why are we dating and we were talking about this and he said yeah I'd quite like to be a stay-at-home I'd be quite willing because you earn the, mo- the money that you do and you have the power that you do yeah I'd be quite willing to take a back seat and be a, a stay-at-home dad and, and stuff like that and I was like do you know what maybe that's what I need because that's not who I would normally go for maybe that is what I need and then we went on a couple of dates and then I was like, he kept letting me pay for stuff. And then I was like, I find this actually really unattractive. And I thought, is that the basis of what that relationship would look like? And then immediately I was like, this is obviously not you, but like for me in that situation, I was like, oh no, because I thought, oh, well, maybe as a, a, a dominant masculine woman outside of a relationship, maybe that's what I need in a relationship. Yeah. As soon as I tried it, I was like, nah, I can't. I, I think it's. It. But I just think, I think it's unattractive someone. if someone relies on you. And I think that's the t- that's the thing. It's so, something so trivial, and it was like he d- wasn't relying on me. But then I was like, multiple dates in a row, me paying. I feel like that that the trajectory coming. of that was like, well, what's the trajectory of that there? Because I own my own house, and you don't. I'm paying for us to go on dates more than you're paying for us to date. Like the trajectory of that is like, oh. There is still that like weird thing I think like it it does feel and this I don't particularly like this and it might sound really like I wish I hadn't said this but (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there today (laughs) we have (laughs) nothing about raping so (laughs) that's great um but it does like it feels different when a guy pays on a date like if you're dating a guy it's different it is different yeah like and and like so from a man's perspective like do you feel like if i if we went on a day, like would would it feel weird if at the end of the day i was like i like i just went up and paid and i was I like i've got this babe i have a real problem like receiving anyway so like i'd be uncomfortable but i'm uncomfortable with anyone doing that he's like not my parents <laughs> oh really yeah Brene talks a lot about that like the shame of needing I lived with Siobhan for like four months. Siobhan's got a disproportionate amount of wealth in comparison <laughs> to myself. And like Siobhan would like buy things every now and then. I'd feel such like a gap of like, fuck, let me buy you a 
like a couple cookies or something like that like just anything yeah. to kind of like equal it out like I feel bad but obviously part of like like a large part of giving is being able to receive as well so like I'm working on that um so yeah if we go on a date after this you pay for it <laughs> I don't know if I want to go now <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's they're like they're, I think there's a difference there right when you date someone who earns a similar amount to you mm. I don't know if it matters as much but I think some it feels like I feel like I have like I would have to pay is is different than just like yeah what like if you earn more just like just because you do you're like, yeah well, I guess this is what I do now because I've unlocked this level of life where I have yeah. to pay for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it like when you think about it more, like it is really stupid. And like I think we put so much pressure on money and so much pressure on that being like important or who's paying being important when it really shouldn't be. And like e- even if you look at it in a different perspective, like if you were really thirsty right now and I've got a full glass of water that I'm not going to drink, <laughs> like, and I'm like, well, actually, this is my water. Like, it's the yeah. same as, like, I've got a shit ton of money and, and someone else is earning, like, I don't know, like, say that costs them, like, two hours of wage for our dinner. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, like, I mean, it wouldn't make any difference to me to pay. Like, it does yeah. just seem, like, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I think, if for me, I would be in a happy enough in a relationship where it was 50 50 or 60 30, whatever it is me pay more as long as the initial dates were pretty fair yeah. and the man paid on the first date it's not about ultimately how much money is spent it's that it's what it symbolizes and it's so old-fashioned and what does it symbolize Just so like, anti-feminist but what does it symbolize because i feel like if you pay on the first date it's kind of like saying it's like saying this like was a date, right? Yeah, yeah I, think, I guess like, so. If you're like, oh, do you want to give coffee? Oh, we'll both just get our own. Like, yeah. Or like you yeah. go for a meal, like, oh, we'll just, we'll just split it 50-50. It's like, okay, well, have we just gone out as mates to have dinner? Yeah, yeah. and I would like to say that I would always offer to da- to pay on a date, and I have offered and paid. It's not about the money. It's a, I think it just symbolises I'm willing a desire. to put yeah, a desire and a, a level of... Uh, intention effort I don't know and that's I don't know if that's that might be quite a bad thing to say nah. it is it weird is. Though. Like, when the is. more you think about it you're like that. it's so stupid but that it is important I don't really yeah. know why you can be a feminist without letting someone like <laughs> and let someone pay for your first date in the same way that you can like be a feminist and shave your legs like you can be a feminist and be a man oh, like it, <laughs> I don't think that there is a face of yeah. feminism like what does it look like you don't know What's the behaviour of it? Like, (laughs) someone who doesn't agree with, like, sexism and oppression. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly oppressive to have someone, like, pay for you on a date. Yeah. I don't think that, like, it would show almost a sense of, like, a fragile ego if, like, if you were thinking someone paying for you on a date, like, said something about you. Because, like, it it doesn't. It just means that they've just fucking paid for something. Yeah, Like, it means nothing beyond that. We attach so much meaning to it, but in, like, reality, it's just, like, if I was to pay on a first date, it would just mean that I want to be there and, like... I'm happy to be like, oh, just don't worry, I'll get this. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't mean I'm being like, hey, I'll get this. I'm better than you. <laughs> and wealthier. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, I'm glad that we, we've all got to the end of that then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll maybe I'll have to edit a couple things out, but... <laughs> Nah, we'll, we'll leave it in. If anyone can say it, we'll, we'll do a little uh, amnesty like of things that we feel shares. like we've said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right, where can people find both of you individually or together? Because, of course, you are business partners. We are, we are. Um, I am at ESG Fitness on Instagram or ESGFitness.co.uk. 
And we run EIQ Nutrition together, which is EIQ underscore. Can I just, what does EIQ mean? Very good question. Emotional intelligence quotient. Basically, it's like evidence based nutrition, but with mindfulness and emotion with a soft compassionate side yeah like i guess we wanted it to be like it is like the evidence-based and very sciencey but then we translate that directly into coaching and we kind of saw that as like a bit of a gap that other people weren't doing and that Mm. hopefully would make people better coaches like the whole point of it is you join to be a better coach as opposed to you join to learn the Krebs cycle yeah which isn't really relevant to coaching yeah Love yeah. the crab cycle, obviously. Love no, it. No disrespect. No. Um, I'm on Instagram, Emilia Thompson PhD. Yeah. Website, emilia.fitness. Nice. Perfect. Well, it has been a pleasure. And I'm very happy to have spent this Tuesday afternoon with you guys. I feel like I've learned a lot. Me too. It's like been fun. Stuff? Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. My good fun. host. You were great. Yes. And rare. <laughs> right. And rare. Love you, bye. 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 Don't go. I'm still here. It is Ed from the now, not Ed from the then. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the podcast. Hopefully you learned something because I certainly did having the conversation. It is incredible to be able to speak to so many different people from so many different walks of life about their experiences and their opinions. And I love doing it. And you make it possible. So... Thank you very much. You're all absolute legends. Just before we go, this podcast has been sponsored by Heights. Heights, the all-in-one brain care supplement. They fully nourish your brain, which about 99% of the people in the UK can't manage to do themselves. So it is essentially a multivitamin that fully nourishes your brain. There is far more science to it than that, but I am not qualified to talk about it so head to their website there is a link in the description if you decide that getting some supplementation for your brain care is on your agenda then you get 10% off with the code need to read that is 10% off with the code need to read and it can work out as little as a pound a day to get your brain health sorted out which is pretty good really well thank you so much for listening you absolute legends i appreciate every single one of you like i've already said That is all from me. Love you, bye.